0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Kelly's one-strike pitch. Swing a fly ball. Center field deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track. To the wall. It's a grand slam.
1: Howie Kendrick has done it. They're going crazy in the Nationals' dugout. Howie Kendrick with a grand slam here in the 10th inning of
2: Game 5. The Nationals' seven. The Dodgers three. Do you believe it?
0: It's Taz and the Moose, coast to coast, pillar to post, on CBS Sports Radio.
2: The Nats Radio Network brings us out as the Nats victorious last night out in Los Angeles. You'll listen to Taz and the Moose here on this Thursday morning, CBS Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button, get mortgage. Mike, Pete, across the way. Bogus, your updates. What's going on, Taz? How you doing, bud?
3: Uh, good, good, Moose. Uh, just trying to figure out what I'm going to do now with, uh, with baseball. So, but I'm good. My teams are all my
2: my team's gone. My oh, dogs. the Nats alive and well after the victory last night, and what hell of a victory it the is! The Moose love uh, for DC.
3: Still continues. It
2: does continue. It's Unreal uh, <laughs> as you get back-to-back home runs to tie the game up at three off of Clayton Kershaw. Then you get the grand slam by Howie Kendrick of all people. Yeah. Uh, as uh, Dave Roberts sticking with Joe Kelly there in the top half of the tenth inning. Unreal uh, as they win the game seven to three and. Uh, you know, I, you know, even though I like Washington coming into the series uh, to advance to the National League Championship Series, I am really surprised at the, the way in style and fashion which that game five went down in LA at Chavez Ravine. Strasburg bad early, giving up the three runs. You know, the uh, two run blast to Muncie, the solo shot to Kiki Hernandez. That gave the Dodgers a 3-0 a lead at that stage, Taz. And then he really, really settled down at that point. Uh, and the Nats' bullpen was very good. Gave him nothing. Patrick Corbin actually came in for an inning and a third after he imploded earlier in the series. And he was very good last night for uh, for Dave Martinez and the Nats. And gave him an opportunity. I I, I think for the first layer, you know, besides the Nats and, and what it means for them and Soto and right, Rendon right. and... And those guys is, you know, Dave Roberts did an atrocious job. If you you know, if and you were pulling for the Dodgers, the Los Angeles fan walking out of Chavez Ravine uh last night, um to kind of force feed Kershaw there after he gets the strikeout in the top half of the seventh inning and to roll him back out there for the eighth inning. Um, where you're trying to change the narrative that Kershaw is not a great playoff pitcher and he hasn't been, and I've defended Kershaw in the past. You can't defend him any longer. I mean, you really can. And he's no longer the same pitcher that he once was, Taz. But um, I I cannot. I cannot. I was absolutely <laughs> stunned. I thought after he got that strikeout, top right. half of the seventh, right. I thought that was it for Kershaw. I thought go to Kalarik. Uh, at that stage, I know Kenley Jansen's not been great this year. You got Joe Kelly. I know he imploded in the tenth. I thought that would have been it, to have him come back out there for the top half of the eighth inning. And this was first guessing. Watching that game last night, I was surprised that Dave Roberts brought Kershaw back out for the eighth.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. I was shocked. I was sitting there. I'm like, oh, God, you got to be kidding me. I mean, because to your point, you know, uh, to, to to get out of that inning, uh, you know, it was two on, two out, and he and he gets it. He, he strikes he gets out of the inning, and you figure, all right, that's small. That's it. Quit while you're ahead with him." And they didn't do that. And uh, I, f- I actually felt bad. I actually felt bad for Kershaw. Look, he had to pull Bueller. He did the right thing there. Okay, well, he, threw he threw 117 pitches. 117 it was he did pitches, his I job. Know. Right, it was three one. You were winning? You were winning by two. You know, it was three one Dodgers at that time. Yeah, I, I mean, Kershaw just like it's. I, I, it's, it's it's horrible for the whole team. It's horrible for him. I mean, I, I felt horrible for the fans out there in L.A. watching the game, the Dodger fans. They, they, when, when that granny happened, that grand slam, well, not only that, the back-to-back homers Kershaw gave up in the, in the top of the eighth, the shock. And that's the, I
2: think Soto was the second home run, right? Yeah, Soto was the second blast. Oh,
3: my God. The people, the I mean, we've seen it over years watching sports as fans or covering it how the air comes out of the, the – oxygen comes out of the audience, the home team crowd, uh, hometown crowd, I should say. Oh, my God. I, I don't remember the last time I saw it that bad last night. It, oh, was, it was unbelievable.
2: You're right. Good point. It was, it was terrible. And, Taz, not just the fact that it was back-to-back home runs, back-to-back pitches. Pitches, oh, right. Two pitches. Right, two pitches. I mean, three pitches into the top half of the eighth inning, the game was tied. One oh pitch to Rendon, Man. sent over the, uh, you know, the left field wall there. Uh, and then the uh, first pitch to Soto, Soto sent over yeah. the bl- uh, sent over the wall as well to tie the game up at three. I mean, it was to me. I look at it. I was absolutely <laughs> stunned. I mean, stunned watching it. And and for Kershaw, there's no defending it any longer. I mean, you can you could try and if you want. I mean, try and defend the narrative. And he's a three times Cy Young Award winner, first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, he is a, a an amazing regular season pitcher. He's you know there there's no question what the impact that he has had on the game. And at, at one point in time, Taz, he was the best pitcher I've ever seen. Oh, me too. Um, yeah. And now you look at it though. In October, when he was great in the regular season, he was never nearly as dominant. And to come in last night and force feed that kind of narrative. When you have a guy like Kalarik, who is retired Soto all three times he's faced him in this series, and even if you say you want to keep him in there for Rendon, who's a righty batter, but you right. keep Rendon in the game. All right, so he gives up the blast to Rendon. It's a 3-2 game. How exactly do you allow Clayton Kershaw then to face Soto, realizing that he just gave up a home run? I mean, I, I to, he's got to be
3: out of the game. I agree. A bad job by Roberts. A, a catastrophic job by, by Roberts in there. Um, uh, I, I, I mean, it, it, to your point. I mean, once you give it up to Rendon that home run on one pitch, you know, you got to realize that. Listen, he got us out of the seventh. Uh, let's get the hell out of here, and, and you know, and let's let's flip the hill here. And they didn't do that, and man, it cost them bad,
2: and bad, he, bad. And then, and then the other thing, Taz, you get to the tenth inning, and what he did with Joe Kelly, Kelly, yeah. I, I mean, when you have a scenario where with <laughs> wow. Joe Kelly, where you know you have, uh, you know, you oh, have uh, Kelly and in, Naples initially, obviously in in that top half of the tenth inning. You know, game tied up at three. Um, You know, he walks Eaton a Rendon ground rule double, second and third. Kolarik still not in the game for the Los Angeles Dodgers. You intentionally walk Juan Soto to load the bases and keep Joe Kelly in the game.
3: (laughs) I thought he was going to pull him there. I did. I don't get it, man. How exactly at that
2: stage? (laughs) How exactly at that stage do you keep Joe Kelly in the game? What more do you need to see that he doesn't happen? The, The Eaton walk and then the Rendon double. I mean, Kelly's got to be out of that game. Listen, I still think the the Washington Nationals are at least going to score a run there. But then you put the cherry on the top, walks Soto, and then gives up the grand slam to Howie Kendrick to straightaway center field. game's over. Forget about
3: it. Yeah, no, forget it. And and the Nats win the game 7-3 on the road. Bye-bye. Dodgers.
2: Oh, God, my team. Man. I mean, brutal. A brutal loss for the Los Angeles Dodgers with all the success they had in the regular season. And then you get to the Washington perspective, Taz. Yeah. Uh that is I mean they are basically, as one person described it, the cardiac gnats I mean uh, to to what they did coming back against the Milwaukee Brewers in that series, right in that yep. game you know not series in that game in the wild card game uh, and doing it against the, the one of the best relievers and the Brewers best closer uh to win that game and do get the benefit of the outfield <laughs> error in right field now. You get to this series, and you know, you said, All right, well, Washington was lifeless in game one because they were probably celebrating the wild card victory. And to be able to rally facing elimination in game four, Scherzer delivers, then go on the road against Walker Bueller, who was very, very good throwing 117 pitches yeah, he six went and wins in two thirds innings of went work. Deep, yeah. And to come back in the eighth inning and then win in the tenth, I mean, and to do it in the odds in the season after you just lost Bryce Harper i mean think about this for the washington nationals as they go to st louis to begin the series against the cards on friday night taz in the national league championship series i mean that is one hell of a victory for washington
3: oh it's super impressive and their bats were wide awake you know what i mean like uh, I, I Rendon had a great game. Soto had a great game. I mean, in the box. You know what I mean? I mean, it was really Rendon. Oh, Soto's had, great. Yeah, Rendon great. Yeah. Yeah, both those guys, you know, big time. You know, three hits for Rendon. Uh, I think it was two hits for Soto. So, I mean, that that's big and clutch stuff. You know, those home runs were insane. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, I, I did not expect this. I mean, as a Mets fan, I don't want to see the Nats advance, obviously, but it's happening. But, um, yeah, th- this was, I mean, cardiac Nats, I mean, that covers it because, this was shocking. This was a shocking thing. Uh, shocking, shocking to me. I did not expect this. I
2: didn't
3: I, I, I didn't expect this to happen at all. And um, they got, uh, we talk about momentum a lot with teams. And, geez, man, Washington Nationals, the amount of momentum they have right now, and they got to roll with it. And this kid Soto is just a special, how old is he, a 21 years old or something like that? Uh, I, think I think he's 22. 20 or Maybe he's 21. He's, I know he's I mean, yeah, under 22. He's, yeah, correct. Young, young guy. I mean, just Very young. A special player. I mean, really, he's just unbelievable. He's only twenty. He's twenty. Yeah, yeah I mean, twenty years young. old. Crazy, right? Um, but anyway, yeah, no, it, it, it's it's really impressive what they're doing here. And now, like you said, you got the Cardinals and you got the Nats, which is you know a market nightmare for the MLB for Major League Baseball. But maybe not nightmare. That might be an exaggeration, but.
2: Well, it's yeah. not the sexier series because the Dodgers, obviously, with how good they've been, the LA right. market—you don't want to lose the LA market. I mean, you're you know, you're correct from a market perspective. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, yeah. I and mean Atlanta uh, too
3: is a big, very big market. Atlanta. Yeah, sure.
2: I mean, and but St. Louis is one of those. St. Louis is one of those teams that <laughs> is kind of a, a national team. You know, the Cards have got fans kind big of fan all base. over the place. Yeah, yeah they fan do, base. and and they're and they're fervent, and they're you know they're passionate fans. True, so true. you know you you know St. Louis is kind of one of those brands that sell across the country. I believe, I look at them as being kind of one of those teams. Uh, but certainly, they wanted the Dodgers, right? Yeah, the, yeah. You know, L.A., the Chavez Ravine, the mountains in the back, and the sun setting. Well, it's you a know, massive
3: and,
0: market. Right, That's no question big, about big, it. But you're going to get
2: Washington. <laughs> so, I know. And it's coming. Yeah. Uh, whether the MLB, I'm sure, wasn't happy about it, but whether they like so. it or not. But it is a... Taz, it's a great story, I mean, from a Washington perspective and just from a team perspective. Sure. I remember at one point in time, this team was 19-31. and 31. They were 19-31 and 31 through 50 games of the regular season, 12 games under the 500 mark. They come steamrolling. I think they had, the from that point forward, I think they had the fourth or third best record in all of Major League Baseball. Make it as a wild card, win a wild card game. Now come back and and beat the Dodgers in the National League Championship Series who pretty much everyone you know kind of thought and uh that uh, was going to at the very least get themselves to the NLCS but the favorite in the National League to get themselves to the World Series. Right. Um and come back on them and win a game 5 in Los Angeles. Uh I'm sitting here stunned. I still can't believe what I watched I last know. night. <laughs> and I we all watched it. Oh. I still can't believe they came back and won that game. It's crazy.
3: <laughs> yeah, it really is. It it, it was I mean, I, I, I really was pulling for the Dodgers. Yeah. In this game. I'm like, God, you got to be kidding me. I, admit, <laughs> I mean, no knock on – listen, no knock on the, on the national fans. I yeah, mean, no, no doubt about it. it. I, it's just I'm just saying, I was like, man, i mean, not – you know, I, it's not like I had action on the game. I just – you know, I was, I was kind of pulling for L.A. And, and man, they're yeah, dunsky. And what a good team they are. And it's like, it's like you can't – but you can't finish. You can't – you know, you can't uh, – you can't get – you can't end up in the NL, NLCS when you're at home when if you look at the rosters side by side, you know, the Dodgers have the better team. Yeah. You know, but, you know, the roster don't matter. It's, I mean, it's performance. It's in, and we, as we know, you know.
2: Yeah, and, um, and it's some bad managing as well. well uh, that's true. Roberts yeah. deserves to wear some goat horns here for how he handled it. Whether it be keeping Kershaw in the game, Joe Kelly, how he handled him in the 10th inning. I mean, just an absolute disaster. Here is Dave Roberts after the game talking about why he stuck with Kelly in the 10th.
3: Kelly, uh, you're looking at obviously a tie ball game and Kelly goes in there, throws 10 pitches in the end. he's thrown the baseball really well. He's um, arguably our most, you know, rested reliever in the way he was throwing the baseball. So um, I felt it was pretty easy. Don't have a lot of guys as far as you know, behind Kenley. I I, I, liked, I liked Joe right there in that spot. I really did. After 10 pitches, there was no stress, ball coming out well. And so for him to go out there and take down that inning. And to have Kenley take down the other part of the order, I felt really good about it.
2: Well, I mean, but also, I mean, you could talk about the ball coming out of his hands well and no stress and that he's rested. I mean, you could clearly tell that that's a guy he trusted when you see the right. walk in the double. I mean, maybe your perception of Joe <laughs> Kelly needs to change at that point in time. <laughs> Taz to say, yeah, and maybe, realize, maybe I need
3: to readjust. It. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe
2: at that stage, you got to say, I'm oh, you know lucky. what? Uh, my game plan's not going to work. Uh yeah. We mentioned Kershaw, who's also going to take a lot of heat, and rightfully so, for those back-to-back home runs, back-to-back pitches, top half of the eighth inning, three-one game, three-three. Here's Kershaw after the loss. I had one job to do,
4: just get three outs, and got one out, and um, didn't get the other two, and they went over the fence, cost us the game right there. So um, that's it's a terrible feeling. Um, you know, there's no no excuses. Just didn't make pitches,
0: and guy hit over the fence twice.
2: Oh, just, I mean. Back-to-back. To back to yeah, back-to-back. Back. Sure. Yeah, just miss. second time in his career on back-to-back pitches, he's given up home runs, Taz. We mm. mentioned Kendrick, who if we circled a guy, said, if I asked you yesterday, give me a guy that has the game-winning grand slam for <laughs> yeah, the Washington I would, Nationals. I would pick him. The last guy would have been <laughs> Howie Kendrick I know. to straightaway center field. But there he was, nonetheless. This was oh. after the game on MLB Network.
4: You know what? That's some magic right there, man. We've had a great Certainly year all year. Is. I mean, like, that the start of our year, you never thought we'd be in this moment right here. Great team for the Dodgers, you know, 106 wins. But, uh, you know, tonight we were able to best them. And, you know, they're a really good team. But, you know. One swing of the bat can change things, and I'm glad that we are able to get this series. Well, good yeah. for him.
3: You know what? Well, good for him. I mean, you're right. He, he's he's kind of an unsung hero in this thing here. Yeah, no doubt. You know? And he's been around a long time. Yeah, he I has. mean, Angels.
2: Yeah. I mean, Cowie Kendricks had a lot of style, you know, played yeah. a lot of baseball, sure. and had been on some really good teams, and that was just an absolute monster blast. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dave Martinez, who took a lot of heat, as we mentioned earlier on the regular season, uh, well, who thought he was going to be the skipper at that time to survive the year, no less lead the Nats to the NLCS? Here he is after the win.
3: As far as this franchise, man, I, I couldn't be prouder to be a part of this franchise. Uh, for the fans who, um, showed up, you know, through all those
4: miserable days that we had early, hey, thank you, appreciate it, and uh, and yeah, we're playing for National League Championship, a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, it sounds it. Like, I mean, geez, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like he's about to go to the dentist. Yeah. Uh- <laughs>
3: You know, I, mean, I, I, like, t- I think the baseball guys uh, that
2: they're, <laughs> I
1: mean,
3: they're just kind of beaten down. They're like they're, they're, you know, it's it's a game of failure as we know. And I yeah. do think they don't they don't show you know. I think he's got any smile. Time, a bit, know, it doesn't even sound like
2: he's smiling. It's almost like it sounds like he's about to go in, uh, you know, and have a It's like know, they won like prostate yeah,
3: exam. It's like they won back to back games right after spring training. And the <laughs> says, Yeah, well, we got a couple of wins on this <laughs> oh. belt. We're good now. Uh, hey, thank you. <laughs>
2: appreciate it. <laughs> it's like, all right, thanks a lot. That's, <laughs> That's exactly. Right. Yeah. All right. So you look at it. Um, you know, the Dodgers go home. The Nats march on. That game was great, Taz. Yeah. The early game? Not, ah. so, great. Not uh, so great. Basically, uh, yeah. game started at 5 by about 5.15. You could find something else to do. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that as well. It's Taz and the Moose here on this Thursday morning. CBS Sports Radio.
0: Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855 212 855 It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio.
2: All right, 855-212-4227. That is your number to call on CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news, quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico, go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Oh,
3: we got him on it. from Jersey, our guys. He is John, 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 John. He is John, 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 He is John, 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 from Jersey.
5: What's up, Johnny? Hey, guys. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. on buddy? Hey, you know, just, I mean, when I watched that game last night, the first thought that crossed my mind was, what does this say about Bryce Harper? Where's the guy, you know, who I think is, The most overrated player in the league and here he is he leaves the nationals and now here they are going to going to the uh going to the you know the championship series and look i I understand that i mean maybe it's two separate things but that was the first thought i had like wow they did it it was oh my god kershaw flopped again and you know what what are people like the phillies thinking where they paid all this money for bryce harper and here the team he left is now in the championship series. Yeah, I
2: mean, it's it's something, you know, when Taz and I were talking about the game yesterday, it's one of the kind of intriguing storylines I mentioned that had me kind of pulling for Washington. Um, you know, growing up a Yankee fan, though, I, you know, I was rooting for Washington in the series and picked them because I, I wanted to see, you know, the fact that this team have success after losing a talent like Harper well, listen, Harper's a star. I mean, you know, we, we met you at the time. What was it? Um, right when the Phillies signed him, he was the number one selling a jersey in Major League Baseball. Um, you know, people either love or hate Bryce Harper. I think it changes the dynamic of the Nats team, but you also need talented players, and they do with Robles, with Soto. Mm-hmm. Robles has got that hamstring injury and didn't play last night, but you got Robles, Soto, you've got Rendon, who's a uh, you know, top three MVP, maybe top two MVP candidate this year. Uh, I think Bellinger from the Dodgers is going to win it, Taz, but uh, you've know, you got have other guys. Trey Turner's a hell of a player. You've got Scherzer. You've got Strasburg. Right. You, they added Corbin, gave him a six-year, $140 million deal in the offseason season. You know, they, they did spend that money. I mean, I, I don't know if there's a direct connection, but I do think this team took on a different mindset and personality when Harper was out of that room.
5: Yeah, I would agree. Uh, but, I, I mean, I guess I kind of look at Harper a little differently, and, and I don't mean this to be a whole thing about Bryce Harper, but, you know, you could say he's a star, but here's a guy three of the last four years, he hasn't hit over 260. That's true. That, I mean, I think the the impression or the perception of Bryce Harper is greater than the reality of Bryce Harper. Uh,
2: Yeah. You know what, John, he's not Mike Trout uh, and, you know, he's not that caliber of player, Um, but um, he's still, when I say star is that people care about Bryce Harper. Uh, You're calling about Bryce Harper right after the Nats get eliminated, but what must he be thinking right now? Um, And maybe he's not thinking about it at all. Maybe he doesn't give a, you know, a rats, you know, what, uh, but it would bother me, Taz. If I was with the franchise, I was drafted by that franchise, I leave that franchise in the off season. I go sign yeah. with one of their rivals, yeah. and then all of a sudden that team is having success in the postseason. I, maybe he's wired differently. I know everyone's a little bit different, Taz. Right. It would bother me. I yeah. mean, would it bother you?
3: Absolutely. Yeah, I think anybody with any sort of competitive juices, it would bother. Um, I don't think he's ever going to sell it. I don't think he's ever going to react to it, like, I was just, as you and John were talking, I was looking at Bryce Harper's social media. He hasn't put anything, like, just as far as Twitter, he hasn't put nothing out in the, since the 4th, in the, uh, October 4th. There was okay. something about, like, some baseball skills. I don't know if he was at a camp or did a, a tape. I don't know what he did, but he did, it had nothing to do with with the playoffs. But anyway, I mean, the uh, postseason. But, yeah, no, I would. It would bother me. And I'm sh you know, he's an ultra-competitive guy, Harper, and he's, um. I would think it's bothering him a lot, but... Listen, you know, he did what he had to do. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, you can't, you know, he had, he had an opportunity and uh, to make this kind of money and to do what he had to do. Uh, you know, I, guys got to make get it while they can. You know, I, I mean, I no one's knocking that. I understand that. But I'm just saying, like, I get it. But if you're a Phillies fan and you know them, those Philly fans, you know, they're furious that you know, they, they were nowhere near getting an opportunity to go into the postseason. The Nats fans got to be loving it. The Nats players are playing with their chip on their shoulder because all they heard about in their clubhouse while Bryce Harper was on that team was Bryce Harper's the whole team. Right. That, that was the star of the team. Yeah, good point. You know what I mean? So I think that, that kind of ticks off those guys on that roster. You know, and, and you know, you go to an in-conference, uh, an in-division I should say, you know, in the NL East, team you know and and you know the Phillies from the Nats you know that's a, that's kind of a kick in the in the you know the buttocks also
2: no and 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 yeah you're right uh i i don't fault harper for leaving or getting the most money uh but i also allowed other guys to grow uh i think you have a deeper appreciation for endone look at the reaction by soto after the rbi single last night to make it a 3-1 game taz where he looks to the dugout, and each and every one of those nap players is off the bench. You know they've yeah. they've kind of taken the personality and gone to a team that you know maybe where Harper dragged on them a little bit at times with his personality. Um, where at times that clubhouse was a massive issue. That is why you know they they brought in Dusty Baker at the time right. uh, because the, you know the clubhouse was an absolute disaster. This th- these guys care about one another. Um, you know, and and they and they seem to have this belief where other guys have been able to kind of grow and take up that aspect of Harper and his personality no longer being there, and their personality is clearly different and enable other guys to obviously, you know, maybe grab center <clears throat> stage like Soto, like Rendon, sure. Robles, yeah, Trey Turner, course, yeah. you know, pick up that slack, and and I think those guys have kind of taken the ball and run with it.
3: Absolutely. You know, look, it's it's somebody leaves to the caliber of Harper and there's opportunity for other other guys to – Someone's got to step up. You see it all the time. You hear it all the time in 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 baseball or the NFL or the NBA or, or NHL, what have you. So, but you're right. Those other guys have stepped up, given the opportunity, and the Nats are winning when it matters, right? Oh. I mean, now they sail into the NLCS with a lot of momentum, with a huge win on the road against a team that roster-wise is better than them. But that team is home now, so. Me and the Dodgers.
2: Right, and My that's team. gonna be a that's gonna be a long off season for Dave Roberts and Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, oh, I mean, that is God. gonna be a tough one for sure, I, Kershaw I... should have the first plane out of the country. Yeah, you're not kidding. Let's yeah. let's head yeah. as far away from Los Angeles uh, and baseball as possible.
3: I'd find a bungalow somewhere <laughs> off some small <laughs> exactly. island in
2: France. Right. That's what I would do. Exactly right. Exactly somewhere in France. All right. I don't. I don't, I don't want to watch baseball. I don't want no. to think about baseball. Uh, what's going on, Andrew?
1: How you doing, man? Oh, hey, Moose. Hey, good Taz. morning. Hello. So, yes, an amazing first inning in Atlanta. Then the eighth and the tenth. The story at Dodger Stadium yesterday: the Cardinals authoring the most damaging first inning in postseason history. In their decisive game five in Atlanta.
3: Here's the pitch to uh, Osuna.
1: Swing, and it gets away from the, uh, the catcher, and he goes down to first base, and he's
2: safe at first, and the run scores, and it's 10 to nothing.
1: Wow. Word up, Mike Shannon, Cardinals Radio. Yes, 10 nothing Cardinals in the first inning. That was Marcelo Zuna reaching on a wild pitch third strike to let the 10th and final run score. Uh, there were three two-run doubles. The pitcher walked a big Freddie Freeman error. All of that in the largest first inning ever in the playoffs. And 10 runs ties for the most in any postseason inning. It sends St. Louis to a 13-1 win, their first NLCS in five seasons. Then the Dodgers took a 3-1 lead on the Nationals into the eighth in their finale. Then Clayton Kershaw served up homers to Anthony Rendon and Juan Soto on consecutive pitches.
2: Everything people say is true right now about the postseason. I understand that. Um, Nothing I can do about it right now.
0: It's a terrible feeling. It really is.
1: Kershaw's postseason ERA is now 4.43. But his time— Listen, you know it sucks for him. I mean, you know, he didn't want that to happen. He's he's
3: 31 years old, and he's like you said. I mean, he's just had an an amazing, amazing career, amazing player. But things are changing, especially in the postseason. We talked about this last year, but that him in the postseason. You know what I mean? Like, so—but I I, I I do—you don't feel bad for the guy? I mean, I I feel bad for the guy. He didn't
2: want this to happen. No, no, I don't think anybody wants it to happen. I mean, you know, I yeah, I I, you know, I feel for Clean Kershaw, but yeah. I also think his manager didn't do him any service. Right. No, I, no, mean, no, I, no, I, I mean, I think Robert's saying... keeping him in the game. Yeah, I feel for Kershaw, yeah, but I there's just... no defending him any longer. I mean, no, that, no, that, that, that's the, the issue. Man, you yeah. get, I'm not saying you, I did. I mean, I you know, I oh, used I to should... defend him years gone by. You know, and saying, "Well, he's not as bad. He didn't do this. He didn't, you know, and and because you know of what he did in the regular season, I can't defend him any longer. No, I mean, no. that is. But I also know he's nowhere near what he once was five, six years ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, his stuff is not nearly as dominant. It doesn't translate as much. That's why Bueller got the start in, in, in game five. The last guy to realize that though is Dave Roberts, because Dave right. Roberts all of a sudden thought he had Clayton Kershaw from like uh, 2010. Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden, it hit him. After I guess after the Soto home run, he said, "Well, you know what? Maybe Kershaw's nothing. Yeah, I mean, maybe you don't have
3: the right stuff tonight." But yeah, no. And and the thing is, these you know <clears throat> batters know, players know. a guy maybe doesn't have his stuff, or the guy's losing his stuff, <clears throat> and then they're, they're more confident once they step in the box. Now you, you know you got a confidence in you, and yet you, you you're swinging hard away at the first pitch, back to back. I mean, and, and boom. Well, what's it's going to hang on, the, uh,
2: Taz, and there's nothing. I mean, he said, I can't really do anything about it. Taz, I don't know if he's ever going to be able to do anything about it. Uh, because he's, well, he's deb- got to win the World Series. Well, but even if he wins the World Series, uh, unless he pitches, and I don't think Clayton Kershaw, him being dominant, is ever going to go away. It, the idea of Clayton Kershaw ever being a big-time performer in October, don't you think that ship is sailing? I think it's
1: listen, He has, think he it's has more bad moments in the postseason, but he's also pitched a lot of big games and pitched them well for the Dodgers in the postseason. It's not all bad. I'm not saying it's... But so, he's, But
2: has he been as dominant in the postseason as he's been in the regular season? I mean,
1: season? Th- clearly not. as ERA's two Runs greater in the postseason, right, but I mean, that's but, the point. But it's not like he's gotten the postseason in every single time. I'm not. I'm not that, saying that. No, I, I know. But so, but so, yes, you're right. And I think now that you no, know, whatever positives you throw back at somebody, there's going to be more negatives, and we're always remember the negative. But I do think if he pitches well enough, doesn't need to get the final out, doesn't need to throw, you know, three shutouts in a, in a World Series. But if he is integral to the Dodgers winning the World Series next year or the year after. I think then the net positive or then the net value is a positive in his in his direction. I think you can erase the bad with one title. You
2: no, know, I don't know if you can erase all the bad. I, I don't know if you can erase all the bad. I, I, you know, certainly for him, he'd be relieved. I mean, he'd be able to go and you know, be at 53 years old when he's 20 years
1: from now. He's, he's got to be involved. He can't be sitting there watching everybody else do it and get carried to the end. He's got to be in the middle of it. I No, think, I, I get it, but I, I don't... Um,
2: I'm not so sure he could erase it all. Um I, you know, he'd have to be really dominant and really good. Um and you mentioned integral part in and them win another World Series. Um I, I don't this is gonna be one that hangs on him for a long time, giving up these back to back home runs of back to back pitches. Uh, but We'll see. He'll get another opportunity because you expect the Dodgers to be back next year. They're not going anywhere. <clears throat> yeah, I would think so. I mean, but... They could just... even be better next year. I mean... Oh, in right, in they the could. regular season. Right, they have full they season be. of
1: Lux. Yes. That May kid looks pretty Trust good. May, right. You're right. Ginger guard. Right. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Chuck. Kershaw gives up the two solo <laughs> home runs. That was the eighth inning. The Dodgers didn't lose last night until the 10th. Kelly's one-strike pitch. we got a fly ball. Center field
3: deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track, to the wall. It's a grand slam.
2: Howie Kendrick has done it. They're going crazy in the Nationals'
1: dugout. As they should. Kendrick, the go-ahead, tie-breaking grand slam. Just the second extra-inning grand slam In postseason history, Dave Jagler called it on Nats Radio. It gave Washington a 7-3 win. They get past the Division Series for the first time as the Nationals. Game one in St. Louis tomorrow night. It's game five tonight in Houston. The Astros starting Garrett Cole, Tyler Glass now for the Rays. The Yankees wait. Game one of the ALCS is Saturday night. It's in Houston or with the Rays in the Bronx. The Lakers and Nets will play in Shanghai next hour, but the Chinese government is forbidding the players from talking to reporters before and after the game, the NBA accepting another smack in the face because of Rockets GM Daryl Morey's controversial tweet about Hong Kong last week. Right now in Japan, the Raptors and Rockets are playing again today. They're in the first quarter, and Houston has a 25-15 lead On Toronto, last night in Chicago, Zion Williamson scored 29 points, 12 of 13 shooting. His Pelicans won their preseason game over the Bulls, 127-125. Appeals officer and former player Derek Brooks has upheld the season-long unpaid suspension of Raiders linebacker Vontez Perfect. Tonight, Giants-Patriots in New England, Thursday Night Football, rain and wind in the forecast and the Philadelphia flyer shut out the Devils last night for zip the Sabers topped the Canadians 5-4 in OT two goals two assists for Jack Eichel guys all right uh thank you Andrew
2: uh let's head out to Sacramento, California Taz it's uh Austin it's CBS Sports Radio what's up Austin
4: hey what's up gentlemen thanks for taking my call so i just want to talk a little bit about Kershaw and What made me laugh this morning, I didn't get to catch the games. I was working late last night, Uh, but I heard the calls. They were great. So I see SportsCenter put up a screenshot talking, uh, you know, junk about Kershaw and how his ERA sucks in elimination games in the postseason, and his name was up there with the likes of Tim Wakefield. Of course, Kershaw was second on that ERA. Uh, Pedro Martinez, Roger Clemens, and Scherzer. I know Wakefield doesn't have a Cy Young, but doesn't Pedro Martinez, Clemens, and Scherzer have a Cy Young? Yeah. Uh, Right. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to I, – uh, I was going to say they're trying to clown him. They're not. They're not. They're trying to put stuff in perspective. But I almost laughed. I was like, he's not a bad pitcher because guess what? Martinez, Clemens, and Scherzer also are on that list. We're talking about the all-time greats. So, uh, baseball is just a funny sport like that. And I don't care about the Dodgers. That's not my team. But I really like Kershaw. And anybody who says they don't want him on their team – it's fooling themselves. I would take him at the. You know, I'm an A's fan, so of course I'll take Kershaw uh, uh, every single day of the right. weekend, twice on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it was laughable when I saw that. It was a statistic, but all these greats have the same problem. So I just wanted your perspective on that, guys. Uh, that's all I got. I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll catch your. We heads appreciate, off it, here, man. Yeah, man awesome.
3: Thanks, Austin. We appreciate. Thanks a
4: lot for the call. It's
2: interesting, though, the list, and I didn't see that that stat that yeah, was thrown up there by by ESPN, Taz, but. Um, you know, Pedro Martinez was ne- with the Red Sox. I mean, I remember when Grady Little forced fed him into that game against the Yankees, which cost him because he wanted Pedro to have that positive experience. And, you know, Pedro imploded there. Um, you know, you look at – we brought up Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer in elimination games. His ERA was uh, right around 6, 5.93, I believe, before what he did in game four of this series against the Dodgers. And then you look at Roger Clemens. I mean, Taz, Roger Clemens, when he was with the Red Sox, was never a big game pitcher. Remember, yeah. I mean, Met fans will never, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, he was so amped up against yeah. the Mets and yeah. Mike Piazza. We had the whole bad incident. Yeah, it
3: was a whole incident. Yeah. He could yeah. never
2: control his emotions.
3: Slight fisticuffs involved. Yeah, no, he couldn't. Yeah, he was an intense dude. Met him one time, actually. He came to a show we are at. Good guy. Big dude. I couldn't believe how big of a guy he is, Roger Clemens. Like, physically big. Like hands were huge. Yeah, he's a big man, he's a big big dude, man, yes. and uh, intense. You could tell. Uh, it's kind of like a, a football player's mentality uh, you know, pitching in the majors. He was great though, Clemens, no doubt.
2: Listen, it's not a matter of it's not a matter of whether or not you take Kershaw on your team. And I think everyone would look at Clayton Kershaw and say, "Yeah, even next year, 32 years of age, you're going to take Kershaw on his team." Right. It's what right. have you, what you, what you do in the postseason, Taz, and right. You know, it's it is. It, you know what. We've been disappointed because we've witnessed Kershaw's greatness in the regular season about how he's performed in October. Yeah,
3: I know. And this is when it matters. And it stinks. It's the, all those regular season games, all that success, you know what I mean? Domination, a, a massive assist, to these type players that get – assisting, getting their teams to this deep into the season, the postseason. And then, you know, you're only as good as your last dance, man. That's, that's, that's the well, unfortunate when thing. When the
2: pressure's on, and Taz, you know, I know I just want to, you know – When you were in the game, when you were in wrestling, right? I'm sure there were guys that, when the spotlight wasn't on them, gave you a great match and were great wrestlers, absolutely. And then all of a sudden, when they got a you know a bump per se and they moved up, the pressure's on. The pressure's on. They didn't give you as good of a match. They couldn't handle that pressure, right? A lot of them sucked, and it was and it jumped
3: out right away to everybody. Uh, yeah, it happened all the time. Still, yeah. it's still happening today. <laughs> yeah, no, and I know but you don't right. want to. I know I'm not asking I, well, for names, but but enjoy. the
2: example is is that there are guys that react to pressure differently. Right, it's easier to perform when you're not necessarily all the pressure in the world's on you, but when the pressure is there to perform at your best, when it's when it's really go time, whether it be right. individually for the team, and you don't, you could be disappointed. Absolutely, absolutely. Talk about disappointed. How about the Braves? Horrible. What would you have done yesterday? We'll get into that. Game's over. First inning, Taz. What would you have done down in Atlanta? I'll tell you. (laughs) We'll get to that next. Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio.
0: It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right,
2: Sunday, uh, NFL-CBS doubleheader, with many of you seeing two of the most dynamic young quarterbacks in the game airing it out when Mahomes and the Chiefs welcome Watson and the Texans into KC, followed by the Cowboys visiting the Jets at midlife. It all begins with JB and the guys getting you focused for football on the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, only on CBS. Coming up at the top of the hour, Mark Schlereth is going to join us. We'll talk a little National Football League. And, Taz, mind you, yesterday. So uh, you know, I was watching a little bit of the pregame of the uh, before the di- before the Braves and uh, Cardinals down in Atlanta, right? And um, I had class last night at Iona, so um, I hop in the car, literally probably about five thirty, yeah. And I pop on, you know, Sirius satellite radio because I want to listen to the game. Um, and you know how they have like the kind of give you the what channel you're on and give you the score of the game if you're listening to a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I nearly drove off the Merritt Parkway seeing the score. <laughs> St. Louis 10, yeah. Atlanta nothing. In the bottom half of the first inning, yeah, I, I,
3: and I could not, I could not believe
2: my eyes when I saw that. I had to do a double take, and then they finally told me the score. Basically, yeah. after the first or second out of the bottom half of the first inning, I couldn't believe it was ten nothing.
3: I was gonna, I was in the middle of something, I was taping something, and I, I, and I'm like, you know, I, you know, I'll jump in this game around the second inning. So while I was taping something, I looked at my phone. And I looked on the, the CBS Sports app, which it works pretty quick. Though. So I usually, I don't know why, I just go to that one all the time. And uh, I saw the score, and I'm like, I had a refresh. I'm like, wait, it's just, I, I, thought, I, I, I thought I was looking. I'm like, what am I looking at here? Like, it, it seemed like it was wrong. Like, you know, because it was 10 to nothing, you know, <laughs> at, the, at, the, uh, at the top of the second inning. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I got a chance to put the game on. I'm like, this is a, this, uh, this is a waste. This is horrible.
2: Right. Yeah. And you're you're right, and maybe it should include me in at the time when I flipped over because it was like five forty seven and it was the bottom half of the first inning. I know that game got going at five oh seven. And yeah. I you know, you want to talk about just an absolute cataclysmic disaster for the Atlanta Braves. I mean, there was nothing to watch. I mean that that was, and we talked up that series, Taz, up until Game Five. That was the best series of of all the divisional series. I remember um, it about was. It, yeah. it was the most entertaining, dramatic. We talked about it. Yadier Molina and his exploits, and you know, the some of the decisions, non decisions by both managers, and in, in in the series up until that stage, I couldn't believe how big of a doozy. I mean, at one point in time, it's thirteen nothing before the you know Donaldson home run to make it a thirteen one final. Uh, I thought at one point in time the St. Louis Cardinals were going to score 20-plus runs. I yeah. mean, It seemed like they could not. They, everything they hit either was off the wall or found a hole or Freddie Freeman was making an error at first base.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was embarrassing. I mean, for, for, for those Braves fans in Atlanta sitting there, man, there was no, Oh, <laughs> no, I didn't no hear chop. anything. No, no chops. chops,
2: no chop Jones, nothing. Well, right well that brings me, a couple things hit me. Number one, what do you do if you're a Brave fan Sitting there in that stadium, you get it. You know, you do a little pregame. You leave work early, or you take off from work to go to the game. And it's the bottom half of the first inning, and it's ten nothing, St. Louis. Do you stick around? Do you take off and go home, hmm. um, or do you go to one of probably the bars in the area and stop paying attention to the game? What exactly do you do if you're one of those Brave fans? I would go. This is what I would have done. Right to the concession stand. <laughs>
3: Okay, (laughs) and turn my back to the field, not even watch the game and just eat because I would have killed some time eating. Because, okay, I've been down in Atlanta a lot, right, in my career. And the the worst thing about Atlanta, it's a beautiful city, is the traffic. The traffic on those roads, on those highways, I can't explain how bad it is. Anybody listening right now that's either been to Atlanta or from Marietta or that area or somewhere in that part of Georgia, you know what I'm talking about? It's insane. So I would not have gotten a car and went home because it would have took me two hours at that time. It would have been like six p.m.
2: That's a good point. You know, rush what I mean? hour traffic, right?
3: So I'm sure there's a place to maybe pound a few drinks, and uh, I would have probably got bombed and drunk, and then called an Uber. You know, that's why what I was on. So yeah, yeah, I would
2: have. Uh, I probably would have done. Uh, I would have gone and gotten something to eat, have something to drink. I mean, I you know, I would stop paying attention to the game. I certainly would have been sitting there, Taz, no. uh, and, and watching it unfold in my seats because I would have gotten even angrier. And for the Braves, I mean, would you rather have gone out the way that the Dodgers went out or would you rather have gone out the way the Braves went out?
3: Uh, I was thinking that that's a good question, too. I, I would have – um, I probably would have – man, it's a really good question because I've been thinking about this all morning – I probably would have went out, rather went out as a player, or as a fan. What are you saying? As a,
2: uh, no, as a fan. Say, I as mean, a I fan, just... uh,
3: I, the way I gotta say, the way the um, the way the uh, the what do you call it? The Cardinals, I'm uh, trying. The Braves went out. I mean, it's embarrassing, but it wasn't like you were so close you could taste it. You know what I mean? At least you got your ass whooped in the first inning, and you felt like they, you had enough time for it to sink in that your team is gonna be gone. You know, but you're done while you're sitting in your home stadium at yeah. SunTrust Park. It's the other not, way with the
2: Dodgers, man, that was a heartbreaker. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, true. Uh, but wouldn't, I mean, the, the fact that. You would that, have rather done. Been I, probably, of- I probably both would have been, if I was a player or a fan, I probably would have chosen the Dodger way. To get throttled like that. <laughs> so, I mean, to be down 10 nothing after the first inning. To, for the Cardinals to be setting MLB records. You know, for people poking fun and saying, you know, uh, you know, the the uh, the Braves are collapsing like the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, <laughs> to have all this and breaking up. How demoralized, oh you know, God. how bad the Atlanta sports scene is. Taz, I don't know if I could handle that. Oh. I really don't. Sitting there watching, and as a as a player, you know, as uh, as a player. I'd like to have had a chance. I mean, you know, that that's the other thing. I mean, to for the game to basically be over. I mean, it was over with Flaherty on the mound for the St. Louis Cardinals after a half hour. Um, you know, that's tough to take as well as you're a player because basically you're just counting the outs till it's over. You're not coming back from 10 nothing down. No, no, it was Is it, it little league baseball?
3: <laughs> yeah, it was it definitely was embarrassing for the Braves. Anyway, possible, I think, there was for the Braves to get on, ba- I'm, I'm sorry, the Cardinals to get on base in that first inning. I, I think it happened. Like, any way possible to get on, they got on. So
2: it was unbelievable. It was just non-stop.
3: It just went in. It was horrible oh, for the Braves. And,
2: and McCann, who struggled behind home plate, and that's being kind, uh, he called it a career after yeah. 15 years in Major League Baseball in the, in the clubhouse after that game goes final. As the Cardinals do uh, march on, uh, against the Atlanta Braves. And we can't play it on the airwaves, but the Cardinals manager, Taz, did you see the video in the clubhouse as the champagne is flowing and guys are celebrating, and he gave a little speech to his um, to his team? Yes, yes. F-bomb
3: Joe. F-bomb City. I mean, yes, he I know, was just dropping one <laughs> after the other, after the
2: other, <laughs> <funny>. after the <laughs> other to his team. If you didn't catch it, we can't play it because it would basically be one beep after another uh here on here on uh here on our show but uh you know it shows you that that cardinal team does believe and they are a gutty bunch they really are and they just utterly thrashed and embarrassed the Braves yesterday.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. It was something. I mean, you feel bad for those Brave fans, but as a Met fan,
2: I don't feel that bad. For yeah, me. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, right. You cool. thought maybe it was gonna be two for two. Yeah. You take the Braves out, they get thoroughly embarrassed, and they're like, Oh the Dodgers are yeah. a cinch. Yeah, I know.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Uh, uh, Mark
2: Schlereth will join us next. Task the moose, CBS sports
5: radio.